Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right. We are back with another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today, we have Brandon Cobb with us. Brandon is the owner of HBG Capital, a vertically integrated real estate firm providing investors superior risk-adjusted returns and downside principal protection backed by real assets in the residential single-family construction sector. He is in Tennessee, a former sports medicine medical device sales rep, became a licensed general contractor in Tennessee, managing $16 million of new de development annually. That is a mouthful right there. I am super excited to have Brandon on. He, uh, This is new construction. This is not something we talk about often here. So it's going to be new content. I love this. So Brandon, thank you very much for hopping on. Gabriel, appreciate you having me. It's an honor to be here. Absolutely. I uh, told you before we hopped on the show, we always start with stories. We like to hear how people kind of got to where they are today. Uh, so I'm sure you have a good one. You started in medical device sales. Why don't you take us to your story? Yeah, so I'll uh, kind of give you the, the here and now and then kind of reverse engineer it. So, you know, now we do a lot of new construction. You know, our thing is we work with people who are looking to place capital into recession resistant real estate that's designed to be insulated against market volatility. We'll do roughly 66 home this year. We see a unique opportunity in building those first time home buyer products that nobody can seem to afford. But once in a different life, I sold a lot of knee and sports medicine products. So <laughs> I had a what I consider a super sexy job. I love my job, actually. So not a traditional background from a lot of people who quit. I loved what I did. I thought it was really cool going into surgery every single day, you know, working on labral tears, rotator cuff tears, uh, ACL tears, selling a lot of allograft tissue. I got to wear scrubs. I mean, that, you know, everyone <laughs> thought I had the coolest job ever. That's and fun. so did I. And so if you'd asked me seven years ago that I would be building neighborhoods, I would have, there's no way I would have bought into it. There's no, the future me, it could come into the past and be like, you're going to be building neighborhoods, helping people create passive income. And I would have lost it. I'd be like, there's no sneaking way. But it seems like uh, everybody in, in real estate, we, you know, we have, uh, we have stories and, and, you know, trajectories that are not linear and it's yours definitely is not starting in, in medical sales. That's a, it's a different, different type of, of job for sure. That's what makes life so fun. You never know. You can have a plan and, and you know, God or whoever is going to just completely ruin it. So you can plan certain things, but just let things happen. And so that's what I did. I got sat down one Friday to Starbucks and promptly fired. And I was really shocked because I had spent, oh gosh, I can't even imagine how many hours a week I was working. I love what I did, right? You ever do something that didn't feel like work? But uh, it was at that moment when I realized that you can work as hard as you want for a company. You can be as loyal as you want. You can even perform. And all that doesn't matter at the end of the day. The only person that's going to take care of you, you know, financially is you. So the bets, why well, I tell the best investment people can make is in themselves. And I'm kind of, I can even go into how I did that. But um, so got fired and was like, well, shoot, what do I do now? And so started going to a bunch of meetups, real estate meetups. I was starting some other businesses that didn't work out. Real estate was the first thing that hit. Started wholesaling and flipping houses. And for three years, all I did was dump money back into my education in the form of joining masterminds, coaching programs, uh, paying to get in those rooms with people who were doing the things that I wanted to be doing on a bigger scale. 
And when you create that kind of investment, I'm talking just hundreds of thousands of just dumped back into me. That's what really fostered my growth and allowed me to do what I get to do today, which is secure people's passive income or investments for passive income into these recession resistant assets. Perfect, man. I, that is an awesome story. I got a ton of, a ton of questions from it. Um, I like, I mean, you started just a second uh, ago, you started going down, um, you know, you mentioned you had a number of businesses that didn't work. I like hearing that, you know, I don't, I don't like that they didn't work, but I have the same story. You know, when I, I left corporate America, I was uh, working as a management consultant and, uh, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I started different businesses. They all kept failing after failing. And so I'm just curious, you know, we're going to just two seconds on this. What are the different things that you tried before you uh, finally landed on real estate? So when you get let go from your job and you're like, well, let's give this whole entrepreneur thing a shot. What do you do? First thing you think is, well, what am I good at? What can I sell? So the first idea that popped in my head was I'd had some guys reach out to me over the years. I'd sort of kind of helped get into medical device sales. And so I was like, well, that seems like an opportunity. So I built this course designed to like help people break into medical device sales. It's been a lot of time and effort into it. And ended up not you know, doing anything with it. So it's kind of a bust. I, I was big into my passion. So everyone's like, hey, you know, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, uh, follow your passion. Well, I was, I love motivation and I really like motivating people. So I had like a motivational blog that I was building and I'm writing <laughs> and trying to figure all this stuff out. Anyway, I, so yeah. motivational blog and medical device sales course were flops, but yeah. lots of time and effort poured into them. And it's not, it's, it's, it's not the successes you count, it's the failures, right? You're going to have a lot more failures in order to reach that success, which is what eventually happened in real estate. Yep. And I feel like that is kind of a, a good training ground for real estate because um, you got to, you know, especially when you're in the sales side of real estate, you got to go through the failures before you finally hit that success, that, uh, that deal that actually works out. So um, it was all, it was not all for not it. Uh, you made it to real estate and we're glad to have you here. Um, I mentioned a number, or I heard you say a number of times that, um, you know, one of the things that kind of got you to where you are today that kind of, you know, catapulted you into success is that you did invest in yourself. You did, uh, you did sounds like courses, you got into masterminds. What are the, um, if you could pick maybe one or two things during that time in your life that you felt kind of contributed the most to, to catapulting you to getting that catalyst to, uh, to get into real estate, finally seeing some results. What are those first, you know, those things that you did? So the key is just go find somebody who's already done what you want to do and has the blueprint. So two things I did was one, I got a mentor and two, I joined a mastermind once I knew like what I wanted to do. So the mentor thing, what I did, I went to every single real estate meetup and whether I'm networking or into meetups, I'm meeting people and I have an objective, right? It's, it's, you know, quite frankly, it's not just make friends, right? I want to make friends. I knew that naturally, but I want to figure out what people are needing and what their obstacles are. So what's the goal? Where are they going? So whenever I go to a meetup, networking event, mastermind event, I meet people, I always ask, you know, what are your goals? What are you trying to get to? What's the end state? What are the biggest obstacles preventing you from there? And like, what are you looking for right now. And so when I met my, who's still to this day, my business partner, but at the time we were just getting introduced at this meetup, we had no clue there was going to be a business relationship from it. I was just figuring out what he needed. And I came to find out that he lived in Colorado Springs. He had a big portfolio over there. He had his girlfriend at the time going to school in Murfreesboro. So he was flying in town. He wanted to get operations up here in Tennessee. I said, well, what do you need? And he said, man, honestly, deal flow. And I said, okay, what are the obstacles to that happening? And he said, this is what I, I need some boots on the ground here to do this. And I was like, well, I can do that. And so it started where 
literally I just drove every street in Tennessee. I kid you not wrote down all, you know, the traditional driving for dollars things. And we started mailing that list. I kid you not five hours a day driving for five weeks straight. He paid for the mailers. Right. And then we ended up getting three or four deals from that in a couple months and just dumped all that money back into the business. That's really how we started. And so once we had had some discrete, you know, this, a little bit of disposable income, then we paid the $25,000. We joined a great mastermind program full of people who were doing hundreds of properties a year and we could then take their blueprints and apply it to our business and grow. Those were, I'd say the two biggest things that really catapulted me to success. And that's how I did it. Nice. It was relationships is kind of what I take from that. And it's, uh, yep. it's funny how sometimes, you know, you don't know the next step, you know, kind of the direction that you need to head. Um, and that's just what you need to do. You just need to take the next step because you didn't know, you know, you serendipitous, serendipitously hard word, um, ran into your partner and it turned out to be a very fruitful relationship. And I feel like that's kind of how things work a lot in real estate is you're just mm-hmm. kind of taking the next step. And then all of a sudden you run into this gold mine and you're like, wow, thank God I was, uh, I just kept pushing through. That's exactly right. You're one more no closer to a yes. Absolutely. Um, so you guys, I mean, affordable housing is what you focus on. And I don't often hear that uh, associated with single family. You, you know, you hear that with mobile home parks, you hear that with um, apartment buildings, but you don't often hear that associated with mobile or uh, single family. So what about single family do you see as the, as the affordable housing? Is it the size? Is it the, what you're doing construction material? Um, what is it that is kind of bringing the, the cost down to be more affordable? Yeah, great question. So there's there's a nuance here and I haven't figured out how to like filter out, you know, what we're doing. Because traditionally when you hear affordable housing, you think government housing, low-income housing, section eight, and that's that's not what we're doing, right? So we're mm-hmm. creating products that are geared towards first-time home buyers. So we like to be in that three hundred and eighty-five thousand or less mm-hmm. price point, especially here in middle Tennessee, yep. well below the median sales price of the area. Right. That's really what we're focused on. It's like, what does the country need right now? It needs more new homes that people can actually afford to live into. Right. Your blue collar working families, mom and pop combined income. What can they afford with some kiddos? So they're not just bunched up together. So that's where we see the opportunity right now. That's what we're focused on. Um, let's see. Did I answer your question? I think yeah, there's a yeah, question yeah. attached to that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, my my. My biggest question was how do you get the the price point down to you know three eighty five is is low for for areas that are um, you know like Tennessee or Nashville Tennessee is it's a pretty expensive metro and so yeah. three eighty five is pretty low so that means you're probably sourcing land um, maybe on the outskirts in the suburbs that's not as valuable as downtown etc. What is it in your processes that is allowing you to price your your houses especially new build um, you know under the three eighty five mark. Yeah, great question. So the vertical integration plays a huge portion of it. So we're not reliant on third-party people to go out and find us deals and bring us retail deals with traditional margins. We have a brand that's seller-facing. We do all of our own marketing efforts, and we get very laser-focused on who we're targeting. But we go out and we buy properties at a steep discount, right? These are these, This is either land or lots that we could turn around and sell for a lot more to other builder. So we're buying at a deep discount because we're going direct to seller, and we're doing all the traditional means, right? Building the relationships with the peoples in the right neighborhood that we want to be in, that we want to do construction, they inherit property, you know, we'll take it through the entitling process, we'll do all the value add to it to make it more valuable, we don't mind putting in that time and effort. And once we've done that work, then we could buy it. So it starts on the front end with buying deep discounted way off retail value deals. Second is 
we have our own construction company. So whereas other investors or developers are having to pay, you know, an additional twenty or thirty dollars a square foot to the builder for his fee, you know, we're we're building anywhere from one hundred and five a foot all the way up to a, like one hundred and thirty seven foot for a product with really nice finishes. You know, we save a lot of money per home. You know, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars per house just being able to do it in house, not hiring out a builder. So those layered on top of each other creates a nice pad where we can go after areas and we can price it to be to be very very affordable. That's where that affordable word comes in. Yeah. So not not government housing, but new construction for first time home buyers. Yep. And you get that discount by doing everything yourself, essentially integrating it vertically. Yep. The value add to it. Yeah. Entitling everything, taking it through the process, permitting and being very transparent with the sellers along the whole way. Yep. I love it. Um, so, I mean, you mentioned one of the, one of the pillars of your ability to make, make the price point low is to find off market deals that are, um, you know, at a discount. And that is, you know, that's one of the hurdles that most investors run into, um, especially when they're in single family, but it goes across any different type of asset class, mobile home parks, apartment buildings, you know, self-storage, you name it. We're all looking for good deals. Um, and that, in my opinion, the best deals are found off market. So what is the the methods that you find um, have the, the greatest percentage of success um, in terms of, you know, off market outreach? So here's what we did. Once upon a time, we were spending $40,000 a month on this giant marketing machine. We were doing absentee mailers, marketing to all the niche lists like evictions, probate, inheritance, all that Shooting stuff. Shooting money out the door. <laughs> Rest, we were very, very spread out. And, and, you know, a lot of wholesalers, a lot of house flippers, that's what they do. And that works. But we realized that we were capped out at like 40 deals a year, right? And we really wanted to focus on new construction. Well, what we realized was it was just as easy to have a conversation with one person that owns a piece of land that you can build one or two houses on with somebody who owns a piece of land that you can build eight to 30 houses on. Mm, And so we switched. And so at this point we said, okay, well, where's the density needed or where's the density going to be supported, right? Anyone ever trying to take a piece of land to the city just to find out they're not going to support what you did. So what we did was we went and met with all the mayors and district councilmen in the tertiary markets. And we said, hey, where do you want density? I mean, we literally brought a map. And the first words out of the mouth was, wow, no one's ever come to us like this before. <laughs> they were very friendly to us. They said, yeah, here. And they they showed us the areas. Hey, here's the plan that we want to see in this area. This is what we want to see in this area. We want to see more density here. Well, when you've got the blueprint of what the city is going to support, now you just get laser focused. I mean, we would we just you would send mailers to certain areas. We literally go knock on doors now, especially if we're already building in the neighborhood. We'll just go knock on doors and say, hey, you know, we're, we're 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 looking for a couple more homes. We're finishing these up. And so when we had the areas that the city wanted density in, we literally got laser focused, door knocking, uh, putting notes on doors. We knew the people that had the big parcels of land because you can just everyone's got a parcel map. You can kind of go and see what the parcels look like. We just have identified the big ones. And so now, you know, over six years, seven years of doing this, we've got a pretty small list of people that we've either cultivated a relationship with who own thousands of acres of land in the areas that we want to target. And they just feed us that land. Now it takes a while to build those relationships, but that's when we've just got a steady deal flow. We've got more deals than we'll, I don't know if we'll ever be able to finance right now, especially. 
So that's what we did was we went through the horse's mouth, figured out what they wanted, reverse engineered it, and then got very laser focused on the areas that we wanted to do and cut through the noise by just showing up on the doorstep. Yeah, man, that is really smart. And I'm sure that helps a lot with the permitting process as well, because, you know, you've already went to them. You're like, hey, what do you want? And they tell you and you're like, all right, I can provide that. Can you give me a permit? Absolutely. Here's your permit. Go ahead. Go get it done. Well, when you're serving the city up what they ask for, like, hey, this is what I want. And you're actually going and bringing it to them, which is what we've been doing. They are so much easier to deal with. It's like flipping a switch night and day. Because it's about them, not you, right? And everybody wants to do the things that make them happy and not necessarily you. So completely different world when you do that. Yep. And I've also found, I mean, I love that you guys, you've got to the point where, you know, you have more leads than you need. Um, and I feel like, you know, niching down and really figuring out exactly what you're looking for really does help the the lead flow process, especially when you're looking to scale. Because, um, you know, if you're me and self-storage, I started just marketing to every single size of self-storage facility in every market. And it takes a lot of time to go, you know, have those conversations, go through those leads. But if you really focus down, you say, I want metros that are over a hundred thousand. I want, you know, facilities that are over 150,000 or over a hundred thousand, um, you know, square feet, then you really start to get results because, you know, it, it kind of scales. Like you said, you're, you're looking at the, the bigger pie versus a thousand conversations with one, um, you know, each, each seller individually. So I love that you guys uh, kind of found that, that mix for you and you, and you were able to see the results that you have. So that takes us. I just took a peek at the clock. We have gone through our time. We do have to jump into the quick question round. So are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. It starts with... To start with books, education. Um, I'm a big bookie. You don't have to give books. If you like YouTube, uh, you know, podcasts, whatever it is, give me two recommendations, one for general life wisdom and one for real estate specific. One for general wisdom, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. That book started everything for me. Highly recommend if you're just getting started in this growth path. That is by far the Bible of self-help and growth. I love that book. It's what made me realize that I'm not a victim and I actually can take charge of my destiny right? Nobody's in charge of that book, me. Second book would be Who Not How. Who Not Big, big, big Who Not How fan. A lot of people kind of get that book wrong. It's you need to go find someone that can teach you how to do the position that you're hiring for, right? Love what Dan Sullivan did with the book. He actually hired someone to write the actual book for him, which can't push that point even. I don't know how you push that point even better. Like, hey, here's a Who Not How book and I didn't even write it. So those are the two things that I would recommend. Huh. I've heard of who not how before I haven't picked it up, but, um, I didn't know that was the, that was the message. I thought it was, you know, go, go find good people for each position that you need. Um, but that's interesting. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. There's a lot more to it than just hiring. When you hire, you need to be hiring someone that can teach you about that position, not just someone you hire and train, kind of get them up and running. If you want to really grow and scale, you got to bring on people who can outfit the department, not fit within the box. Makes sense to me. And that brings us to the next question, which is uh, for your younger self. So if you could go back to the Brandon who was still doing medical device sales, he was still out there hitting the pavement, going to those uh, surgery rooms, look, go to him, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. Oh man, I was so stubborn back then. I probably wouldn't have looked at it. Um, you know, I'm going to be honest, this is a little bit different advice. You kind of have to take it with a grain of salt and be a little careful with it, but burn the bridges. 
Hmm. You know, most people give advice. How do you get started? What do you need to do? Oh, you know, most people are living a job. They have it slowly transition into doing what, you know, what you want to do until you have enough income. All that stuff is great and it does work. It's going to take a long time. And the fail rate's very high. because It's very difficult to do. I'm a big burn the bridges fan. Burn the bridges, quit your job, jump into it. No safety net. You'll find that when you operate that way, you operate at your maximum efficiency. I love that, man. That's great advice. I, I'm the same way. I don't think it uh, it works for everybody, but um, you know, if you kind of have that have that personality, have that in you, burning the bridges is the way to go. I'm with you there. Um, next question, and this one is a little opportunity for you to brag a little bit. We all have strengths, and you are not an exception. We all have something that we are uniquely gifted to give this world. So, what is your Superman strength? What are you excellent at? Yeah. So we talk about this a lot in the company, the right butt and the right seat, right? Everybody should be doing their superpower every single day at the company. And believe me, there's a lot that I've learned that I don't have, but the teams voted me as having the superpower of being able to find the right strategic partners to bring into the business and to be able to raise the capital for the company. And so as long as I'm doing those two things, we seem to be going and moving at a very high growth rate that we're very pleased with. I love it. And next question, this one's habits. Habits form the foundation of our life. So if you could point to one thing that you do day in and day out, you feel contributes the most to your overall health, well-being, and happiness, what would that be? Working out is my rock. I work out five days a week, sometimes twice, and that by far helps me gain the mental clarity that I need, especially if I do it in the morning. It gives me great energy levels. When you are mentally fit, you are mentally fit. That is that has helped me tremendously. So working out every single day. I'm the same way, man. If I don't work out, I just you don't want to be around me. I need to work out. <laughs> no, man. I just it, yeah, it, it slows me down. I feel like a slug. Yep, yep. All right, and that leads us to the last question. And this one is for the listeners. You've given us a lot of good advice. I'm sure people out there want to le- reach out to you and uh, learn a little bit about new construction. So, what is the best way for them to get in contact with you? Yeah. So our website is hbgcapital.net. That's harrybobgarycapital.net. And so, you know, when you've got some income on the side, you're looking to invest it, you want to create passive income, but there's all these different options like rentals and flipping houses and inflation's crazy. And you just want it in something that's going to be insulated against market volatility. Well, what we do is we put investors capital into recession resistant assets that are designed to be insulated against market volatility. You know, specifically right now, we see the opportunity with these attainable new construction projects here in Middle Tennessee. So if you'd love to learn more about that, head on over to our website. We've got a ton of free educational content. There's an ebook called Recession Resistant Passive Income. Um, you know, if you're new, we've got another ebook called 100 Questions Passive Investors Should Be Asking Before Investing. It's specifically designed to get somebody who's green to this up and running. Then and a guide they can have to interview people that you know they're they're looking you know whether it's us or somebody else you want to grab that book because the questions are going to be in value and could potentially save you from making a bad investment. So perfect, and that is uh, you said hbgcapital.com, correct? Hbgcapital.net. So no dot com, but the dot net. Perfect. All right, and I will put that in the show notes. So if y'all want to reach out, go ahead and click a little more in the description. It'll pull down the full description. In there, you can find Brandon's URL. So Brandon, that, uh, that solves it for us. We are wrapped up. Thank you very much for hopping on the show today. Thanks for your time. It was an honor. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. And for everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe at the Real Estate Investing Club.com. 
Other than that, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and were able to pull some actionable advice that you can go home with and apply to your own investing business. Before you go, I have a gift for you. If you're a new investor looking to get started or an established investor looking to take your business to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you available on the website. This ebook will cover how I was able to create both active and passive income in real estate with very little money to start with. In it, I will address the three most often cited obstacles new and veteran investors run into by showing you how to find a deal that's actually a deal, how to finance that deal with little to no money down, and how to exit a deal for maximum value. And if you get the ebook today, I'm going to bury you in bonuses, seven of them to be exact. First, you'll get the off-market lead generation blueprint, which will take you through the exact systems and processes we use to generate off-market leads like clockwork, which is the most important skill when it comes to creating real wealth in real estate. Then you'll get the A to Z REI systems and vendors guide, which will allow you to peek under the hood of our business and see the exact tools and systems and even the vendors we use to grow our business. After that, you will get the top 100 best performing keywords pack, which will give you the exact keywords we use to target leads online and generate leads without having to lift a finger. Next, you'll get the contracts bundle for wholesaling and renting real estate, which will give you access to all of the contracts we use in the field to execute all types of transactions. After that, you'll get the investor's quick analysis calculator and offer tool, which will allow you to quickly calculate whether a deal is an actual deal and will allow you to create an offer automatically from those calculations. Next up, we'll give you the Investor's Daily Success Tracker, which is a tracker you can use to ensure you are taking the right actions day in and day out to reach your financial goals in real estate. And finally, you will get the Wholesaler's Template for Quick Assignment Cash, which will give you the templates we use to present our wholesale deals professionally and efficiently to our buyers. I know that is a ton of things to say. I'm glad you were able to stick with it. Uh, so you'll get both the ebook and all of those seven free bonuses when you download the ebook today. All we charge is the admin cost to run the show. So if you are interested in the ebook and the bonus bundle, head on over to the website at the real estate investing club.com. Click on get the ebook bundle at the top of the page and take advantage of that deal. With that housekeeping item covered, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day and even better week. Keep rocking real estate, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. 
Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at Gabe at the real estate investing club.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.